Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here by my co-host, Mutahed, and this is uh, Well of Ascension, and we're finishing off with Chapter 56 through the Epilogue Act. Oh, actually, no, it's Part 6. So, this is the season finale. Uh-huh. Words in steel. Yeah, it's a... And that, that epilogue is one of my favorite epilogues, I think. It's really good. Yeah. We're actually, uh... What happened to the last book's epilogue? I don't even remember. I think it was just, like, Vin and them considering about... Well, it was mostly Vin ta- thinking about, like, what Lord Ruler said that, you know, I was protecting you guys. Oh. Un- yeah, this epilogue is definitely more eventful. Yeah, no, it, uh, no, like this it. epilogue was. I mean, yeah. it's more eventful in the sense that it kind of compiles. We'll get to it in a second, but it compiles all of it in one place. So it's it kind of yeah. sums up uh, to any uh, anyone who didn't at point understand what the uh, finale was about. But we'll get to the finale in a second. In Onward, the meantime, chapter chapter fifty six. Uh, Spook is so we're following Spook and Ellen and Ben in the little no, not Ben, Spook and Ellen. Um, and Spook goes forward to to look for danger, uh, because they travel at night and the Miss Spirit comes to Ellen and the Miss Spirit points north, uh, which is weird. Because we know that the Well of Ascension is south now. So maybe the Miss Spirit is trying to protect Ellen. Those. Um, I mean, we we know. Like, it's part of this act, so we don't need to act. Uh, like, trying to cover spoilers. I mean, it's coming up later. Yeah, but why did he. Why was the Miss Spirit pointing north, though? At first, to get them away from the Wall of Ascension. So now he's just trying harder, basically? To get them away from the Wall of Ascension? Yeah, to get Ellen away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and there's a bunch of, like, terrorist refugees that came from north. Uh, they're <laughs> flooding south because... Tinwell's our leader now. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> About that. <laughs> Uh, and basically, all the terrorists are flooding to south because Inquisitors just—they uh, didn't have a fun time with Inquisitors. I'll just say that. And yeah, uh, the Inquisitors came in and slaughtered the entire, uh, like, what's it called, the Synod. Yep. Uh, Tiro was the only one that wasn't there. That was in the Synod. That was a part of the night Synod. She was not there. Um, and so he, Ellen tells all the terrorists that uh, Luthdell's being attacked by Colas and other forces. Um, and yeah. You got anything else for Chapter 56? Um... Not really. I mean, it really wasn't. Uh... Oh, one thing I did want to point out. I'm not sure if it was really brought up uh, ever before or we ever knew about it, but 
that mist spirit use elemental ele- uh, emotional elemency on Ellen. Oh, trying to convince him to go away. So that was uh, cool. cool. I wonder if the thing can like I I mean I'm assuming right it can probably steal push steel pull and whatnot. Like it's I'm assuming that the mist spirit is a full on mistborn. Like it'd be kind of lame if the mist spirit isn't even a mistborn. Like it's just a misting. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. It's like you're kind of would, a crappy ghost. How would he use like pewter though? And like. ATM. I mean, I guess he could use ATM, but how do he use pewter and tin and stuff if he's the mist? I believe that's a read ahead and find out kind of thing, right? Nah. <laughs> nah. Um, and so sad. This goes back to Sezed in chapter fifty-seven. He's listening to the kings, which is Set, Penrod, and Janarle, um, and they're talking about what they should do next. Yeah. Um, Set uh, wants to go back west, take his land. Janarle wants to go north. Um, and Sezed makes some weight on on the decision, like what they should do. Uh, and yeah, it's. I mean, to them, I, I I never actually thought about this. To them, like the fighting's over, right? Like there's nothing else going on, right? Like, but we as a reader, it's like, yeah, there's. There's a lot going on in the background. Um, yeah. And I completely forgot that the likes of Penrod and like Set, like they don't know or care. Uh, to them, it's just politics and uh, kingdom. You know, it's uh-huh. for them, it doesn't matter. Um, and so Spook and Ellen come back. Spook sees that Ellen's flag is risen, which basically means that they won. Um, and so they sneak in. And uh, say Zed is well. He over. did say that it could be a trap. Oh yeah. Because remember, I think they said that they saw the uh, Coloss like standing just still outside the outside the uh, Lucido, just standing guard. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to say Zed, and he's kind of depressed now, and I feel really, really sad for him. Yeah. He. He's like, what's the point of anything, right? It's like, why are these guys arguing? It's like, you know, such an amazing woman, Tinwell's dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, we talked at length about that one last time around, but yeah, it's... Yeah. It hit me a lot harder this time around, for sure. Um. So then Ben comes back, and she says that the well is still in the city. <clears throat> Uh, and she thinks that the Lord Ruler could have, like, shuffled things around, which was my prediction earlier, like, put, uh, like, covered Terrace with non-mountains and covered the north of Terrace with mountains. Or, who knows, maybe Terrace was in the middle the whole time. Clearly, we it could be in the middle the whole time because stuff could have been changed by that. The well ascension, yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, and I, I, there was actually one thing um, detailed back in the first book. I actually have it marked here. Uh, where is it? Chapter 3 
Okay, chapter three of the first book. We arrived in Terrace earlier this week, and I have to say that I find the countryside beautiful. The great mountains to the north, where there are bald snow caps and forested mantles. I remember that. And like watchful guards over the land of green fertility. My own lands to the south are mostly flat. I think that they may look less dreary if there were a few mountains to vary the terrain. Like, God, that's crazy. The, the, chapter three, he had basically all that planned out. That I love that. But yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, whenever we get the description from Vin herself, when she gets the power of the Well of Ascension, she feels like she can do anything. Yeah. Huh. Um. So Vin, um, basically jumps over to Ellen whenever he comes back, um. And he's basically emperor now. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Or through one monarchy to replace it with an emperor. <laughs> um, and then Sezed goes to meet Ellen, but um, he finds uh, the piece of paper that was torn off of the the book that him and Tinwell were were studying. Um, and I don't know. Is it now that's revealed that it says something different? I mean, I thought it was kind of, like, very... And we'll get to more, like, the epilogue stuff later. And I think, again, it was, like, at this point, it starts, like, kind of confirming, and then the epilogue is more like a final. It's like, okay, for any of those that still didn't understand, this is just kind of coming out and saying it. Um, uh-huh. That was changed. Um, there was talk, right? Um, he said that he was troubled by the word holy uh first witness yeah right he was he read that in the reading holy first witness but even up until him and uh tinwell were going through the readings it was still just labeled as announcer mm-hmm. like that was the writing was just announcer and then holy first witness was something that um the some of the sky had called him during the battle of lucido and <laughs> So it's clear, it, it really does, like, I think more concretely, you know, confirmed for us, the reader, that whatever power is at play right now, they he did affect the prophecies back then to really make it seem like whatever Elendi was doing was clearly the hero of ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that really interesting because I, I you see that a lot with... Uh, religions all over the place right where um they'll see something happening and then they'll kind of try and twist their religion or whatever is happening to try and fit their prophecies of what's coming up yeah it's like oh see see this is this is the disease uh the end times is talking about and and then and then it you know i'm sure they said that during the black plague time right Mm -hmm. um have you seen the show Waco yet? No. Oh, that has some of that too. Oh yeah, I bet. I mean, it, it happens like literally. I think every generation there's something. It's like, and then people will point to it's like, see, our book talked about this. So, I, I thought that was a, in my opinion, that was a uh, comparison that I drew. Mm. Um. So anyway, next like. I don't know if I just read this so fast or a lot happened at once or both. 
but both like this is this is the avalanche this is a second avalanche basically so yeah so vin vin goes as ellen ham and spook into credit shot and they find like this hidden room thingy um and they go down into the basement and at the same time we see i think it's say zed uh he's reading and the misspirit points to the middle of the city which is kind of weird i think i think yeah it was two credit shot i'm pretty sure um and... So there, this okay so it's gonna this whole summary is gonna feel very all over the place and that's because that pov switched like basically ever there every other paragraph yeah. like if you thought the battle of luthadol pov switching was like crazy good and i mean it was crazy good like it, i'm not even saying that sarcastically it really was crazy good like it's still crazy good but it's even crazier crazier gooder yeah <laughs> crazier goodest um <laughs> But it, yeah. So if, yeah, if it seems like we're all over the place, it's that the material is all over the place. It's not us. Yeah, right. blame so. San- blame Sanderson. Yeah, cancel Sanderson. Oh God, no. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, what was where was I? Say so said sees the spear. He's pointing to Craig Shaw, and then there's a scream outside. Sazed runs out. Say said runs outside. Um, then it goes back to Vin. She goes inside the chamber, and Spook is looking at canned food. And um... yeah, okay. So um, we, what we find out is that a uh, Lord Ruler is a Doomsday Prepper. <laughs> yeah, he had like all this canned food. Um, we need to double check if maybe he has some solar panels up on top. Uh, but I am at this point convinced that he is a Doomsday Prepper. <laughs> Um, and then Ellen points at Statland City on on a map because it's circled, which is kind of weird, but it, it was kind of brushed over. And then, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's gonna have no, uh, you know, oh, future no, reference no. ever. Like, uh, probably won't ever even, yeah, hear I mean, Statland City ever again. Yeah. Um, and then Sazed falls in Miss Spirit into this into you know. I think he's following it to Credit Shaw, and then he finds people like getting suffocated and stuff. The way I saw it in my head was like so cool. Like, and I wish, I wish I had talent to where I could either animate it or or something because like it was so cool. I um, I the way that I would, uh, yes describe it or the way i thought of it was uh legend legend of korra season three i haven't seen it with zaheer um the way he would like suffocate people with like taking away their air and stuff yeah i don't remember that's pretty cool yeah so that's how i kind of saw it oh i need to watch that show again you give another chance um and yeah, so there's a bunch of people just dying, and uh, he goes to Credit Shaw to look for Vin, hopefully, because he thinks that the Well of Ascension will, will like, corrupt her, and he finds Marsh, and Marsh is like, sorry I have to do this, but I gotta kill you now. And then the chapter. Yeah, so I think, what was it, just like two or three chapters ago, right? They were saying that they saw an Inquisitor. Yeah. Which again, it's like, there was a lot going on, so I definitely don't blame them for not 
investigating that more, but yeah, yeah, that was uh. Am I doing 58? No, that's me. Okay. Yeah. So I guess you're going to have to cut up until that and now. Okay, and then chapter 58. So Sezad continues fighting Marsh. And again, these, these POEs jump constantly. So bear with me here. Sezad's fighting Marsh. And Marsh clearly is, like, under control. Right? Like... And this yeah. just goes back to early on in the book. If uh, Cezanne said that even like Marsh was always kind of distant, but now it felt like he really was like just not there, like on another level. And so Cezanne starts fighting him. He taps into his gold metal mine, which I mean, I'll be honest, like I track the Alamancy really well. When it comes to Farukami, I'm just like, I. It's not really just... explained to us that much. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably why, I guess. Um, because, I mean, the main characters are always, for the most part, when they're using their respective magic system, it's usually following Elementors. Uh-huh. So, anyways, he taps into gold metal mine, which gives him health. Uh, I'm not sure how that works when you're actually feeling the health. I mean, it, like, so does that mean when you're feeling it, like, you just become, like, Weak, but I, it, that doesn't make sense either, right? Because that would that fills strength. Yeah. So, like, what happens? You just like start internally bleeding. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, how does that work? It's like, or do you, does your body just get filled with toxins? I mean, I don't. Or like, does it just get cut up? Right. Uh, like, I don't understand. Maybe it's just fragile. I feel like even that goes to like the weight of the bones or weight of your just you and then the strength. But I mean, I don't know, whatever. I don't, I don't think it's that important. True. So Ellen and Vin find the well of ascension um, amongst uh, Lord Ruler's doomsday prep basement. <laughs> and they also find a bead of metal. Uh, it's not unlike any metal she's ever seen before, but we'll get to that in a second. Sazen and Marsh are continuing their fight up top. And Marsh says that he spent the last two years killing so many people. And yeah, I guess this is actually Sanderson's way of kind of giving us the time frame. They're like, okay, since, the, I guess, the fall of, yeah, since the death of the ruler, uh, it's been two years. Mm-hmm. So Marsh gets hit in the back with a dueling cane, and this is from Ham, so, you know, pewter-enhanced dueling cane smash. <laughs> Should have killed him, but didn't. And, oh my god, this this was, for me, this was so frustrating. They kind of just leave him there. Yeah. They don't kill uh, him, they don't drag him with him, you know, they just leave him there. Um, yeah. Now, to be fair, Seizet did have to hurry because he felt like whatever it is they were doing, uh, whatever he felt like Ellen and Vin were going to do with the Vell Ascension, he felt like they should probably take their time with it and think it out. Yeah. Or think it through, I should say. But, yeah. yeah no, that, I thought that was kind of dumb, just leaving Marsh there. <laughs> Let's leave the Inquisitor. I just tried to kill me. Yeah, here. right? Like, come on, dude. And I mean, Ham's there too, right? So he can carry him. Like, he's strong enough. Yeah. And... Come on, Sanderson. Yeah, come on, man. Think of these things. <laughs> Maybe you didn't think about them when you were writing your seven other, uh, you know, epics. 
So Ellen and Vin, they see the Miss Spirit there by the Well of Ascension. And <laughs> Ellen, Ellen's like, no, I think it's nice. And then the spirit just shanks him. <laughs> um, so he basically starts bleeding out. And Vin goes into the Well of Ascension. And she's going to save Ellen. Like, she feels like this insane rush of power. Like, she essentially in- attains godhood, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, like, you know, she feels like and she can fix everything. And she yeah. knows, she sees all the, like, the tissue damage in Ellen. And she knows exactly how to fix them. And, but there's a voice in her head saying, that, like, you know what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you need to do. You know, um, you know what he would want. Um, Reem, you know, that stuff. Man, who cares about Reem? And then she frees him. Like, so this was, um, I'll be honest, like, I was going through this entire time. I was thinking, like, okay, we're getting to that point where the main protagonist has, is given a tough choice between save humanity or save someone that they love. And, of course, they're going to save someone that they love, and then eventually they're going to find a way to save humanity anyways. And I, I was, I was <laughs> like, really, it. really <laughs> ready to get really annoyed, right? Uh-huh. And doesn't save Ellen. And I was like, what? Yeah. And then, so I, I was already shocked, but I was not nearly as shocked by what was like coming like two words later. I don't think I've read anything faster than this like last, like I, I, I stayed up till like four. Seriously? I think I told, did I tell you that? I, I thought you stayed up till, uh, like to like two. I didn't know you stayed up till like four for that one. It was like three or four. Yeah. That's crazy. I always read at night. It's always the best. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. Yeah, it. I, I wish. Okay, so it's so much harder with books, right? Because people read at different speeds to record people's reactions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of would say that, like, at a certain point when you're reading, maybe get like a. Uh, what's that uh, camera video recording thing? Uh, it's a long term. What do you mean? Uh, it's like a video recording, right? But like, it's meant to be. It's like spe- whenever you actually play it, it's sped up. But when you're recording, like time, a time lapse. lapse, time lapse, yeah. But you can't really stop. You it. would, yeah, you wouldn't. Like, I, I don't know if it was, I'm not a video editor. I'm not, you know, knowledgeable in this area. But like, I don't know if you could get like a time lapse, and then whenever the actual thing came, just like slow it down to regular speed. I guess. Did you do that? Um, I feel like uh, I don't think so. I don't think you could. I'd be actually um, really interested to see that because because if... like you you would have to record in you have to record a normal video and then quicken it up, and if you do that for like hours, you're gonna have a gigantic video, and you also need a camera. No, that... no, the whole point of quicking uh, speeding it up is just so you don't um, actually get up get a massive size video so you don't actually have to sit through 10 hours of footage um yeah but if you start off with the time lapse you can't it i'm pretty sure it can't it uh, can't record. be slowed down yeah yeah that's fine that's and it fine. can't record like um what do you call it um audio oh yeah yeah okay that makes a lot sense. of issues yeah okay yeah that's fair uh yeah i was just wondering that's try fine. again <laughs> But yeah, so again, nothing lived up to this moment when 
she releases the power and she gets met with i am free huh. oh my god and you knew right away right like even though it, it never said sit like it was a sinister voice that said i am free it legit just said i am free and you knew like my heart just sank right there <laughs> like i felt like i was there in Luthado, like standing next to Vin, and I heard that for myself, I am free. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know. And so chapter 59 is like very short chapter. I. And then, and if you actually read the epigraphs leading up to this, chapter 59 eventually is actually just like five words. It just says, must not be allowed to release a thing in prison there. Yeah. Which we'll touch on on that in a second, and it's just basically it, the the chapter honestly doesn't really even need to be talked about. It's just kind of like dealing with the aftermath. Vin's just sitting there, like head on her, <laughs> you know, like oh my god, uh, what have I done? And the Miss Spirit basically arrives. Oh, I guess this part's kind of significant. Miss Spirit arrives, giving the bead of metal, uh, and that that was in the vase that we talked about earlier, gives it to Ellen. And he starts burning pewter. So, yeah. And it was at this moment that Vin kind of realized that she, at the Miss Spirit, stabbed Ellen so that she would, he, the Miss Spirit was hoping that she would use the Well of Ascension to save Ellen and not do what she did, which was free. Yeah. The, uh, free the thing in prison there. Um, so now Ellen is a Mistborn. That was cool. Uh, which I think I remember you brought up in question a while back, right? That where do Mistborn come from? Yeah. I remember we discussed, right? Like, okay, so I don't, like, Farukami wasn't that widespread because Alendi, I remember, would get, like, kind of surprised by, or impressed by Farukami that um, some of Rashek's friends were doing. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then there was really no ever mention of elements. You know, that could have been the, because it was just a part of the world that there was no need to mention it. Like, you know, it's not like we talk about fire in our, you know, diaries or journals or books or whatever, right? Like, we're not just going to sit there and like, oh, I saw fire today. That's just a part of our lives. Yeah. So it could have been that. But based off this, I have a feeling that Alamancy didn't become a thing until post-Ascension. So. um, It's possible, yeah. I think it did exist before, though. You think it did exist before uh, Ascension, though? Yeah, because, like, the Mist and the Mist Spirit, I'm sure, used... The Mist Spirit, that, like, attacked... Ah, uh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, that thing existed, so... No, that definitely makes sense, because they, the whole point of the Ascension was to stop the Deepness, which... Yeah. Exactly. Everyone takes it to be the Mist. So you anyways, can't fool me, Sanderson. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's the end of chapter 59, and into the epilogue. And I, again, I love the epilogue. So Seiza is going through the rubbings and um, he's actually, I think, at the convect ghost around. And he, he takes out the rubbing and like, he, like basically lays it over the original text that's in the metal and sees that it's like, doesn't match, that it's different. And it's different at the point where uh, the Miss Spirit had torn off that piece of paper, and it was that last line, basically saying that must um, Alendi must not be allowed to reach the Well of Ascension because he must not be allowed to release the thing in prison there. And 
whatever like you know metaphysical being out there that's messing with them change the wording that critical wording to say instead of saying must not be allowed to release it changed it to must not be allowed to what is it use a power um must be i'm pretty sure it said he must not be allowed to 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 go there no no i know that i'm saying that's the original but what did it end up changing oh, it to it uh, said like yeah. must not be allowed to must not be allowed to release what is there no i know that i'm saying that that's the original I'm saying, what was it changed to? Like, what did this metaphysical, like, God thing change it to? It's, it changed it to something like, Alendi must not be allowed to reach a well of ascension. He must, like... Uh, he must actually... not take the power for himself. Yeah, must not take... Yeah, that's right. He must not take the power for himself. So, yeah. Um, I thought that was this was really cool that this thing can actually change the, th- the stuff that's in the ferrochemical, like... Metal mines. Which, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, this is in the epilogue. Say so talking about that. That like whatever this thing is can change whatever's in the metal mines. And and That's you know, crazy. and there's a reason that Quan said that, like, you know, whatever they say about me is true. Yeah, I have like amazing memory and I don't even need metal mines. So for him, that's why it was like a total like you know like it just messed with his mind, right? Yeah. Because they never knew about this, that there was, or, and I mean, this could be Seiza's way of interpreting it, right? That whatever it is changes the uh, metal mines, which, mm-hmm. that's devastating. Which, how does that work, though? Right, because Quan says that anything that's written into steel cannot be changed. Okay, fair enough. But what about, like, the memory? Like, it's basically like something stored on a USB flash drive. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I, it could just be just be one of those things like like that's just the law of the universe. That's just how it works. But um, thought that was kind of interesting. So basically, long story short, again, this epilogue is kind of more of a summary of explaining this last couple chapters in the sense of like, wait, what happened? And basically, to put the entire timeline for you pre ascension. There was a deepness coming, and it was like destroying things apparently. Mm-hmm. And they had this prophecy of the hero of ages that would go to the well of ascension, and he would stop the deepness. Well, Quan found this guy named Alendi, and he procl- and he thought that he was a hero of ages. And at first, they didn't, his other terrorists didn't believe him. Then eventually, the terrorists bought on, bought into the prophecy, presumably because things were getting really desperate so they're like okay you know what he does actually match prophecy let's make him but as soon as they started changing their minds Quan himself started changing his mind and then he started thinking that maybe Alendi the prophecy fits him a little too well right like he started feeling like you know some of these things uh it it, I feel like they were different you know some of the wordings were different Uh um and he swear that things were being changed, like writing was being changed. Yeah. And, he's, and he said himself, like, you know, I'm known for my amazing memory, and it's true, I really do have amazing memory, and I, to the point that I don't even need to store my knowledge or my memories in a metal mind, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, which plays into that, right? Because the the rest of the terrorists 
they relied on the metal mine. So they're like, well, my flash drive has this file and clearly it can't be changed. <laughs> um, so basically, um, he, he, Quan had sent Rashek, which would, would go on to become Lord Ruler, and a bunch of his friends, his trusted friends, he said, and they would uh, try to leave Alendi astray. And if that didn't work, if, if it came to it, kill him. Now, there is one question there, and I'll get to that in a second, but essentially the idea would be that uh, he would not be allowed to release whatever's at the Well of Ascension. Because, and then Rashek himself also really hated, uh, uh, what's it called? He hated uh, Hellenium people. Hellenium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were oppressors. Like, they oppressed the, uh, the terrorists. So yeah. he's he didn't feel he didn't understand how that could be right, right? That like their prophecy talks about a hero of ages to come and save them and it their saviors is from a race of people that oppress them. Yeah. So but you know, his stuff his was just fueled purely by racism, not not by any sense of truth. But he, you know, obedient nephew, he kills Alendi and so the question remains, though, why did he take the Well of Ascension, right? Like, That's I'm assuming the... that Rashek or Quan told Rashek, when you get to the Well of Ascension, don't release it, whatever it is. You have to kill Alendi before he releases it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then... That's did, the, the did, weird part. Yeah, See? why did he get into the Well of Ascension at all? Yeah. So I think that's one of the questions that we're going to have to have going forward. But other than that, um, that's about it for that book. Uh, What's your rating? Your ratings for all for the first two books, not third one yet. Um, out of ten, is that yeah. what you're asking, or yeah. just oh, I yeah? I, I don't rate. rate books honestly. I I don't rate things, and I'm not a critic. And I I personally go more off of subjective. Uh, quality and subjective uh, um, critique, I guess, rather than objective. Yeah. So what what do you rate it subjectively? Subjectively, I rate it higher than Final Empire right now. Um, and I know, especially for those of you who've been following since day one, I've been very critical of Well of Ascension. I I did not hide that. I was I said from the very beginning, like, yeah, I don't like Well of Ascension nearly as much. The first time around, I really didn't. But this time around, I liked it so much more. It was so much twenty better. times better, hundred times better. <laughs> I don't know if I would say it's twenty times, a hundred times better. I felt like the early parts of Well of Ascension were. I would say it's fair to say a massive step down. Like I would say the first act was a massive step down, mostly because it was just an entire recap of <laughs> Final Empire. Yeah, true. and that annoys me because I've for the last. Year I've been reading Wheel of Time and the first four books of the Wheel of Time because of you know the economics of books. The first like hundred pages are usually devoted to recapping the previous book. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that being that uh, when it comes to like books, especially back in the nineties, and I know Mistborn's not that old. Uh, they didn't it, ebooks wasn't really a thing, so mm-hmm. when you would go to a bookstore or a library the book that you were 
planning on reading is not oh, the first book's not always there in the series. Sometimes the only thing that's there is the second book or third book, and there's no guarantee that you'll ever actually even get the first book. So sometimes, I to my understanding at that time, people would just buy the second or third book and just start reading from there, and they just have no choice because you know you don't know when the first book's going to come in. That's so crazy to me. Yeah, that that blows my mind. For me, I just like I'm just not going to read it all then. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, um. I, I, so that's why uh, most authors would do the first, you know, 100 pages, first act, whatever, to uh, devoted just to uh, rehash or recap. Now, in my opinion, um, I don't, I don't know if this is like normal publication or how this works on the publisher side of things, but to my understanding, the, um, at the end of these books, there's actually a recap for the previous book in there anyways. Yeah. So if you were going to do that anyways, now I don't understand if maybe, you know, Sanderson just wrote that and then later tore, which the publisher went in and they just added in the rehash, which that, that I have a feeling that's probably what happened too. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not blaming him. Right. But like, this is, in my opinion, this is fair criticism. The first act of well ascension was markedly, markedly the, uh, much worse. And in fact, I would say worse than uh, Hero of Ages first act too. So in the trilogy, first act was the weakest. But overall, I would say this whole book was overall much better than the first one. Um, the politicking was, I lo- I love from the first time around too, but I don't know. For, I don't know what I was, I, I, I can't really explain to you what exactly I hated about it. Or just didn't like as much about it first time around, but this time around, I just um, maybe there was just more setup that I've noticed this time around, which we will definitely discuss when we eventually cross those paths in Hero of Ages. Yeah, I'm so excited to see those. Yeah, it's um, I yeah. So I don't know. Uh, what about you? Like, where do you stand at this point? Um, what I give the last book like a seven, I think. I don't even know. I think it was either a six or a seven. This is a strong, strong eight, I think. Uh, I would give it higher, but um, I didn't like that we did not get a single answer. <laughs> not one. Well, we we the got only, some the only answers, answers right? we got were the answers that raised more questions. I'll just put it that way. I love those answers. Yeah, I do. I I love those answers. If you're just gonna keep telling me that there's more, this an like they they got answer, but those answers just bring up more questions. I'm in. <laughs> keep, keep giving me more of the story. I don't even care because as long as the answers are satisfying, I don't even care. Just keep feeding me. Hey, it's better than what happened in Lost, but we're not going down that road. Um, but yeah, so Never I watched that, but I think I'm happy I didn't. Yeah, it's just. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I remember when that show was like super popular, everybody was watching it. Yeah, so do I. And then I was like, okay, let's check this out. And I'm like, okay, let's not. Did you like uh, I start watching it like when the last season was coming out? No, I started watching it when like the entire thing was done. And I mean, it was good. Like the first season was phenomenal. And then even like I stuck with it, but even when it started getting bad, but it was just clear that they just never were going to answer some of those questions and because they just never answered any questions they just kept bringing up more questions it's like uh is it like 
like Star Wars, not having any clue where to go. Worse, in my opinion. <laughs> wow. You, it not get worse joking than that. to you, the 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 show started off with J.J. Abrams. I'm not joking. Yeah, I know. He was he's good at making mystery, uh, like a mystery, but the only reason he's good at that is because he doesn't actually have the answers to that himself. <laughs> True. True. Like I can, I can make that good of a mystery too if I just didn't ever have to actually answer the fucking questions. <laughs> you know? But we're not wallowing in my anger. So, anyways, um, I mean, I got nothing else as far as this goes. Uh, all I could say is that I'll probably, every now and then I might just pick up Well of Ascension just to reread that epilogue because I, lo- I like that epilogue a lot. Yeah, it was well done. I kind of want... The leather bound now. But my Stormlight is already coming in and I'm not spending more money on a leather bound book. That's fair. <laughs> um, until I have a career. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh that about does it for us for that episode. Um we will be taking a one week break uh before we start Here of Ages. And then after that, on to Hero of Ages. Hero of Ages. I'm excited. I can see that. Um, <laughs> Hero of Ages, man, it's it stays high high octane, high tension throughout, which I love about it. So I'm excited for it to read it again. Excited to see uh, some of the stuff that I missed out on first time around. The puzzle pieces that he was kind of laying ahead of time. But um. On slightly unrelated news, I actually also finished uh, Winter's Heart, which is book nine of the Wheel of Time, today, actually. Uh, and, dude, again, I, I've said it, I'm pretty sure I've said it before on this podcast. It was, uh, it's, I've been told several times that book uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, sometimes people leave out seven, most will say eight, nine, ten, are considered like really slow books, like there's not a lot happens. And I agree that they're like on a plot driven level, there's not a lot that happens, but it's still intriguing enough, in my opinion. Like the world building is like, oh, this caused a refugee crisis. So now there's a bunch of refugees here. So like this is how the this kingdom handled immigration or whatnot. And I'm not saying this because like, you know, for political purposes, like, you know, Sway, I agree with it one way or another, but it was just really interesting to see how like he built a whole economic system too, right? Like I, I feel like certain stuff will happen, like hell, even Mistborn, you know, certain stuff would happen and the economic side of things are not really that touched on or, you know, the logistics side of things or how this impacts food, how this impacts, you know, Maybe there, maybe there's race relations issues, right? Uh, yeah. So now the scar suddenly free. So how are the noblemen treating them like on a day to day life? Like we never really got to see that. Did that cause an increase in crime? You know, or did it cause a decrease in crime? I don't know. I, I would expect an increase because there's no longer inquisitors and Lord Ruler's no longer around, right? But we never yeah. really saw any of that. With Wheel of Time. This trilogy, this Mistborn trilogy, would have easily probably been like five books instead because um, 
it would have delved into all that stuff. Uh, yeah. For better or for worse, if you like that, great. I like it personally. I fill my stuff with history and fill my stuff with world building, and I'm in. Uh, give me history. Give me death. Why are you like this? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I really liked. I would say I really liked. Um, well, was uh, well, essentially, um, Winter's Heart, but I liked it more than I was expecting. Um, not as good as Path of Daggers. Definitely not as good as Crown of Swords. Uh, but I am stepping into what's regarded as the least favorite in the entire series. But I, I mean, I've been told to watch out for the last two that I just read, and I was perfectly fine with it. So I'm not. And then after that, it's one more Knife of Dreams, and then not including the spinoff. And then I'm into the Brandon Sanderson novels. So. Oh yeah. I'm excited because I at this point I've hit the double digits in Wheel of Time. So I'm surprised I made it this far, honestly. So it's my second series since hopping back into reading, which I'm I'd say I'm proud of myself because that's not easy. <laughs> Good change from Harry Potter. Yeah, because you know, I read Harry Potter nothing but and then all of a sudden stopped reading completely. And so now I'm uh, back into reading Red Mistborn as my first series back, and then started on Wheel of Time. That's it's a heavy read. It's not easy, and there were times I wanted to quit, but I'm glad I didn't. But it you was, didn't. Yeah, but it, you it, didn't. It was so far. It's been worth it, and I hope that the finale definitely lives up to the hype because there is a lot of hype. That's all I can say as far as that goes, though, because there definitely is a lot of hype surrounding um and i do i have a feeling that i might have overhyped it for myself but i'm um trying to keep my expectations under uh reasonable level so cyberpunk oh my god internet's gonna be so disappointed i guarantee you it is because nothing can live up to that amount of hype yeah and that's why they're not gonna ever release half-life 3 honestly and that's why Patrick Rothfuss is never going to release uh, Doors of Stone. So is Alex is Half of Alex not considered Half Life Three? No. Oh, I think it's like a, more like a prequel. I oh. think I could be wrong. I haven't played Half Life all the way through. I actually need to get back on that. But enough rambling from me. That's about it for me. Uh, join us uh, in two weeks for Hero of Ages episode one. Until next time.